Babe, there's something different about my mango pineapple smoothie. Really? My caramel frappe tastes fine. Nah, something's definitely different. No difference? Other than I got them for half off because I ordered on the app. Well, that explains it. Explains what? How things seem to taste so much better when you're getting a sweet deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right now at Mickey D's, get 50% off any size McCafe beverage when you order through the McDonald's app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Follow one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the unscripted studio at the junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard. Corby, thank you for the intro on audio as always. Uh, I'm just going to let, let's just go right to it. Let me let my guest introduce himself and we will go from there. So good to be with you. My name is Pete Gregg and yeah, I am sitting on an island off the south coast of England on a rainy day. Great to be talking to you. It's evening there. It's not even lunchtime here. So just to give you all uh, some of the, the things that we've had to work through to get this interview done. I am so honored. I literally am. I'm so, so honored. And the more uh, that I researched and prepared, I know it's unscripted, but I do prepare a little bit for interviews. And the more I uh, researched and, and prepared for this interview, the more I just absolutely love uh, about you and things that you've written. So let me, let me start with a quote. Oh, thanks. To be human is to pray. Let's just start right there, because I think that's going to lead to everything else we talk about. To be human is to pray. What do you mean? Well, you know, no one holds a newborn baby and says, life's just a fluke, right? No one stares up at, you know, the, the, the northern lights and says, aren't I incredible? To, to be alive is, uh, is to be full of wonder. But it's also to be terrified. I mean, you know, the, uh, the root of, of our, our word prayer is precarious, the Latin precarious. So we pray because life's precarious. You know, no one walks back from the doctor after getting a terminal diagnosis and says, I really should pray about this. But, I, you know, I just don't, I'm not into prayer. So, and all the, all the research, Aaron, says that, you know, most people in America pray way more than go to church. And then stretching as far back as we can in archaeology, we find that the human impulse is to communicate with God. So, yeah, to be human is to pray. The big question we've got to ask is, therefore, not why pray, but how pray and to who. Right, right. Uh, and we have a lot to unpack. I um, Obviously, the reason why we're on today is to talk about your new book. And that is uh, how to hear from God. 
or how to hear God. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that correct? Did I say that right? How to hear God. Yeah, that's yeah, your new book. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, how to hear God: A Simple Guide for Normal People. A simple guide for normal people. Um, boy, this one. Uh, gosh, I think we could probably do multiple episodes on this. Um, uh, twice in my life, um, I feel like I've heard from God. So, anybody listening to this, I'm not. I'm not wow. You know, I'm not. I don't know. I. I just. Um, and there's so many questions I have for you and I've got them all highlighted. So I want to unpack them, but, uh, let me share a personal story. And then I, I want to go into, to that. Um, the day my daughter was born, my, my third, my, our youngest child. Um, I, I, I was okay. We had a son and a daughter already. We had two children. Uh, so we had the salt and pepper shaker. We had the perfect mix, right? We had each of one of each. I was good to go. Uh, my wife wanted to have a third, and so we had our third child. And the day that our third child was born, I will never forget this. It was as clear as crystal. It wasn't a, it wasn't an audible voice. It was, it's hard to explain, but all I heard was the word, perfect, and I can't explain it. Uh, when 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 I see the words how to hear from God. I, I, when I, how to hear God, I heard God that day. And I swear it was wow. a still small whisper that said, perfect. And honestly, Pete, my, our family has been perfect. I w we wouldn't be the family we are without our third child. That was one. Um, I have two, but, but that was one of the most clear days in my life. So I'm so interested in your book and what you have to say about this very topic, because I think we look for uh, audible. Today, you know, we get direct messages, we get texts, we get phone calls, we get. There's so many ways that we hear from other people, and I'm so interested okay. to hear from you about your very book, How to Hear God. Um, how do we hear God? Huh. I mean, that's such a moving story that you shared. And uh, that makes me want to ask you a bunch of questions, Aaron. Like, <laughs> Welcome to like, the <laughs> um, Yeah, you know, why, why, like, why, if God can speak like that, why doesn't he speak like that more often? Right, like what, right. What, what was significant about that moment? Were you more receptive? Um, you know, and, 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 you know, Every single institution that tries to care for people who've had profound, you know, psychiatric incidents, particularly if they're struggling with any kind of religious psychosis, mm -hmm. people claim to hear God. So mm -hmm. how, do, how do we know when it's God and when it's just craziness? And right. what do we do with the people who are claiming to hear the voice of God and basically trying to manipulate the outcome of a political election or yes. trying to big up their own brand. So right. th there's a whole bunch of questions which you probably were about to ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so you. that's here. Like We're here for all the conversations. Yeah. You're 100% you're correct. That's yeah. the, if you saw my page in front of me, again, I don't do a lot of homework, but the, the homework I did do, those are the things that I've highlighted here is um, all the things you just said. When is it convenient? <laughs> when is it? Uh, when is it political? When is it? Gosh, uh, mm. yeah, y it's your forum, sir. You you expand, please, because those are the questions I have for you—the ones that you just raised. 
Well, I'll, I'll have a go. And, and you know, the, the, the book circles one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible, the Emmaus Road story, because most of the ways in which I think we do hear God um, without kissing our brains goodbye, you know, and genuine ways we hear from God are, are in that story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, firstly, for, here's the most important thing about that story for me. They don't recognize Jesus. They have the resurrected Christ, like wow. joining them as they commute home, right? They're, yeah. they're commuting home. By the way, the Emmaus Road couple was probably a married couple, and it's only the kind of sexism of, of the, the, the millennia that mean we assume it's two men. That's the way a lot of artists depict it. But it's almost certainly, for reasons I talk about in the book, a married couple, walking home. And, um, and Jesus joins them as they're talking. So that's the mo- I tell you why that's so important. We assume if God is going to speak, it's going to be through a, a, a la- you know a megaphone, and if God's going to walk in our lives, it will be in hobnail boots. And my experience is that mostly God whispers, mostly He plays it slant, um, and often we don't even realize God is is speaking to us because he comes to us clothed in normality, disguised as our own lives. So that's what the first thing we see in that story. So like, here's the deal. You just told me one of the two most dramatic experiences you've had in your life of God speaking. But Mm -hmm. I guarantee you've got hundreds of less dramatic ones. And then you've got others where he just didn't speak and you needed him to. So that's the first thing is God is not the way we tend to expect him to be. He, he yeah. plays it slant. So learning to hear God is about learning to hear his whisper, uh, learning to discern him in normality, daring to believe that he might actually infiltrate my thinking and um, you know my listening to the radio and my conversations. Beautiful Bible verse that's, that talks about you know, sometimes God listens into our conversations as prayer, takes the things mm. we say to each other as prayer. So then, and then also in that story, Aaron, you've got, you know, Jesus, before he doesn't just go, aha, it's me. He takes time to unpack the whole of the scriptures and shows how the whole of the scriptures point to him. So that's the next thing God speaks to us through the Bible. You'd expect me to say that, right? But here's the revolutionary thing there. He reinterprets the whole Bible in the light of himself. And this in theological terms is what they call the Christological hermeneutic. So you, 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 you read the Old Testament through the lenses of Jesus. So like those tricky bits about genocide and whatever, you have to read them through the revelation of God in Christ who loved his enemies mm. and forgave sinners. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's so radical. The, you know, so much of our abuse of scripture is because we, we actually separate Jesus from the Bible. <laughs> mm. And we just, we build whole theologies for all sorts of things, politically, militarily, uh, financially, by pulling bits of the scripture out, but ignoring the gospels. Okay, so he interprets the whole Bible in the light of himself. So here's what I'm going to say is, if we're going to learn to hear God in the Bible, we must get to know Jesus. We must understand what Jesus is like, what he sounds like. We must build a relationship with him, and that will affect the way. Because I've had people, I bet you have, who come and use Bible verses 
to me. Genuine Bible verses, but basically to control and manipulate, and it's been horrible. But when the Bible is used in a Christian way, like in the it, it, that sounds like Jesus, looks like, smells like Jesus, then I think that's when God is really speaking through Scripture. And then, you know, you go on and, and Jesus, you know, enters their house and he breaks bread with them. And there's something about experiencing Jesus around our meal tables and in our real lives, and in our real conversations. And then there's this moment of epiphany, maybe as they saw the scars on his, on his wrists as he lifted mm. the bread, or maybe, um, you know, there's a lot of different interpretations of that moment, but they suddenly realize it's Jesus. And here's the thing, the second they realize, he disappears. Like, what's that about? <laughs> right, right, and, right. And, and, and so... And, so it, it, let me draw this together like this to say this. In this book, what I try to do, I'm greedy. Okay, This is a big hug of a book because I, 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 I want to get the insights into hearing God from all the major Christian traditions that normally don't talk to each other. So I want the evangelicals' insights into hearing God in the Bible. And then... I want, as well as that, I want the charismatics insight into hearing God and the prophetic, because I think that's biblical. And then I also want the contemplatives insights into hearing God and the still small voice. And the trouble is, and I, I say this with great love for, 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 for America, and I'm, I'm very often in your country, but I find those different streams don't talk to each other and they're suspicious of each other. You know, if you're in Bible church, you don't trust the charismatic Pentecostals. If you're in those churches, you don't trust the contemplatives. I think that's all new age. But I just want everything God's got for me. So in this book, we, I draw from those great traditions and say, I want to hear God in the Bible. I, I, I want to I, I be open to dreams and visions and the prophetic and him to speak to me in supernatural ways too. And I tell some stories that will curl your hair. I mean, just incredible mm. truths, first-hand stories about that happening. And then I also want to learn how to hear God in a wordless way within in the still small voice. So um, I don't know if I answered any of your questions there, Aaron, but those, 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 those are some of the ways I frame my thinking. Hey, everyone. My name is Cami Prannell, and I'm the executive director for My Unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My Unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomey of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. Uh, well, I, and the reality is what we want to talk about is your book. And, and it sounds like there's a lot to unpack there with the book. Um, but I think you did answer the question. And uh, I have a couple more. But um, I think we want, right, uh, yeah, I, I'll go back to it. I get a text message from a friend. I get a direct message on Instagram, Twitter. We live in a social media world. I get tangible stuff from people. Um, right. And I don't even know if I'm saying this right, but I think what we want now is we want a tangible thing from a God we don't see. And that's, boy, that's hard mm -hmm. to connect those two dots. Um, 
but I'm telling you as a witness to someone who has received that, that moment in that, that, that delivery room, no one can take that from me. And I can tell you as clear as I'm standing here and I'll take it to my grave. I heard from God, the word perfect. And I uh, try not to get choked up since that day. That child, our family, has been perfect. Not perfect. We wow. look. We have scars. We screw up. We 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 are. We're just like every other family. But that addition to our family, Brinjoy Conrad, was perfect. And I know it as clear as I was standing in that delivery room that day. I heard it, and the words that I heard were perfect. That was a moment I will, again, I will take it to my grave. I don't know how to help other people hear that. I'm not, I'm not, um, man, I'm just like everyone else listening to this. I'm not any different. I have struggles. I have addictions. I have pains. I have uh, failures. I have everything that you all, anyone listening to this, I have the same things that you do. But I know in that day, in that delivery room, I heard that word and I heard from God that that child and our family was now perfect and um I don't know I, I that's my personal experience I'm, I'm trying to tie that personal yeah. experience into I think what you probably say in your book um one of the things that you said a question that that was here is how does the character of God lend itself to a voice that is more of a whisper than a trumpet player because i think in a, in a society we want again I, i'll to go back to it we want dms we want uh text messages i want something tangible i want a trump i want something so clear i can't miss it um but sometimes god whispers can you expand on that a little bit and i'm sure you do in your book yeah i mean mostly he whispers in my experience yeah and then every now and then he says something like what you heard perfect mm -hmm. and you, you know, I want to ask you another question in a second, but first let me just say this. I, I, it's weird how weird we get about God, yeah. considering if he is the creator, he designed normality, right? Mm -hmm. So it's weird that we try and relegate God to the realm of spooky stuff mm -hmm. when he has the... he. Def he defines everything that we consider normal. So it, it is a default. It stands to reason the primary way we will meet God is in the real world and in normality. I can't say yeah. that strongly enough. And so many right. people miss God's voice because it's not weird enough for them. That's the first thing I want to say. Wow. But back wow. to your story of perfect. Some people would say that you... Okay, how, how, you know, how do you know you didn't just imagine that? How do you know mm -hmm. you didn't just conjure that up in your own thinking, right? Mm -hmm. and, and this touches on what you were saying earlier. I think the answer might be, but I'd love to hear from you on this, is firstly, for me as a Christian, does it sound like Jesus? Like, right. is that, is that, does that remind me of Jesus who welcome children and you know clearly had a smile on his face a lot more than the painters ever depict mm -hmm. and the answer is yeah does it sound like the bible yeah we're told that 
your fatherhood of this child is just a reflection, a delegation of God's father, fatherly love. Mm-hmm. And then what's the fruit of, the, of this word? Well, you, all these years later, are still close to tears telling the story because no matter what trials life brings, you know that you know that you know in that moment that the living God said to you, your family is perfect. That is yeah. quite a revelation. Yeah. So for me, this... This, this is a prophetic moment. It, it, it wasn't like a Bible verse that appeared on the wall. It was God speaking straight to your heart. It probably was the still small voice. I don't think you're saying it was audible. So it was like a voice within. But it is right in line with the Bible. And more importantly, it is right in line with what we find of Jesus in the Bible. Because Jesus is the one in terms. So you know what I said earlier? It, it ticks all those boxes. Now you don't need that tick because you just know God spoke to you. But yeah. if people are sometimes saying, like, how do I know this stuff isn't wacko? There are some pretty good ways of measuring up, like, yeah, I, I have good reason to think this might be the living God speaking. And I think the fruit we see uh, when we just feel so passionately about it, the fruit we see after, and I don't want to speak for you, I, I think... Um, yeah. You know what I mean? The, I think we see the fruit in those moments when we know. We know. Yeah. Uh, I, I call it bad chili. <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes you just hear something. It's bad chili. I don't Maybe I had a bad yeah, night. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I had a, a weird dream. Uh, it kept me up all night, whatever. Maybe it's God. Maybe it's just bad chili. I don't, I don't know. And so I think you got to flesh that out for yourself. But... Um, you know, that moment wasn't bad chili for me. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. it's very interesting. And, and it's, it's amazing how much research there has been into the number of people who wouldn't even call themselves Christians mm-hmm. that would feel that God had spoken to them. And when you hear the stories, you, you think that's not bad chili. That sounds like the kind of thing uh, God would say. I, I remember when, you know, I, I, we were preparing for our first child to be born and we, we went to some, you know, prenatal, like, you know, preparation courses. And all, all the other guys in there, the prospective dads, none of them were Christians. And actually, we were living in a naval city. So they, they were part, they were, no, you know, they, they were men's men. And they wouldn't want to cry in front of anyone else and all this stuff. But there was something about the act of becoming dads. It was so easy talking about faith. And you find out they all had experiences of God, actually. So, uh, yeah, I, love, I just love your story. That's fantastic. And it's really trying to process stuff like that. You know, we so easily say, God said this, God said that. But I always have 101 questions. But I think this is the most important question any one of us will ever be able to answer. Because I tell you, what, I tell you why this matters more because if your life is not just a fluke but it means something if there is a god and it's possible to have a relationship with that god through jesus okay that if 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 if, then you've got to be able to not just throw shopping lists at him you've got to be able to hear him you've got to learn Mm. you know how to have a meaningful relationship with him and then the next thing is well if god does speak to us and we can tune in and hear how incredible that he guides our lives, that he directs us, that he challenges us, that he encourages us, that he speaks to you and, and speaks the word perfect over your 
your family. That is the God who created all reality by speaking, speaks to us. And Jesus says, you know, the mark of his disciples that we recognize his, his voice. So this is, a, this is really, really important. At a time where a lot of people are using and abusing God's word, we mustn't throw that out. We, we need to push in and really understand it. So, yeah, I, I feel pretty excited and pretty strongly about this whole thing. Well, absolutely. And so I, and you've, it's amazing how I, I literally, I wish you could, well, on video, you will see my, why you can't, there you go. Uh, on video, you'll see my notes. <laughs> on audio, you won't clearly see them. Uh, but you've touched on every one of the, the very things I highlighted uh, in terms of questions for you. Um, so let's really focus on the book because I think, I think we've touched on a topic. This is important. It's so important. Um, and I'll say this again, as a guy that, um, uh, my bride spends her morning in scripture. She's read through the Bible every year for, I don't know how many years in a row now, five, six years, 10 years in a row. Wow. Uh, she is in tune. I mean, she is step in step. Um, I'm probably more like most of the people that will listen to this, that, that I don't know that that's me. And, and so that's why I think there's a there's a span there, but it doesn't mean we don't still hear from God. Um, we we uh, we went away a few weekends ago. We were in nature. Um, uh, the, you you mentioned it. The the birth of a child. Uh, my daughter, the yeah. same daughter, the same perfect daughter. Uh, just uh, this past weekend, she got a turtle. <laughs> she has a turtle. I don't. I don't. It's, she wanted a turtle. It's it's her pet. It's in this tank and i'm i'm looking at this turtle and i, I promise you i'm going so wait 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 what's what size what size turtle are we talking here what no, you, it's what, not what, it's what not big we, it's, it's maybe like, about a like size of your hand size of your hand so yeah so, oh, oh so pretty that's pretty big yeah it's not a little dinky one okay. it's not a big old like okay. snapper i don't even know what you call the thing i just know we were in her room um same daughter again the same same youngest child uh and god love her um I was in her room and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this turtle in this and I promise you I'm going somewhere. There was a tank and, and it's got water in it. Do you realize how fascinating a turtle is? A turtle can be underwater and breathe for hours at a time yeah. and then yeah. go up on a rock and hang out like you and I do right now for hours at a time. Like, do you realize I don't, maybe I'm just simplistic. No, no, no. But I no, sat there going, "My gosh!" Again, something did this. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't, if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, you, just take a minute and think about a turtle. Somebody put that together. That didn't just happen, right? right? That's I think again. So you hit this moment that was clearly emotional for me in the delivery room. Yeah. And then you have this moment with a turtle, right? I think if we pause, we're so distracted by so many things. If we pause long enough to just look around us and think and just think, God is a God of wonders, man. How do you create something that can be underwater or be on land? It's all good. <laughs> I know a lot of things that can't. If I go in the water for 10 minutes, I'm probably not coming back up. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, all right, so I'm ranting now, but no, I don't know. I, I just think when I think of this topic, that's how God speaks to us too is do you realize the, do you realize I created that? And the same God that created that created you. 
and cares yeah. about the very things that you care about. I don't know. I'm on a rant, but no, that's um, good. And and listen, you know, this is exactly what Jesus said. Do you remember? He walked around, and one of the things he said most often is, "Do you have ears to hear?" Or it could easily be, "Do yeah. you have eyes to see?" And his point is, right. you can have the living God, like Jesus Christ Himself, standing in front of you, and you could miss it. It's not that He's not there and He's not talking; it's that you don't have ears to hear. So there was something about your state of mind when you first held that baby, when you looked at that little mm-hmm. turtle, that. You had ears to hear the whispering of God right. in that moment. I think it's often, and this is this is a thing I talk about a lot in the book. I think God is speaking more than most of us realize. the The problem is right. not with Him not communicating; it's with us not listening. Which is why Psalm forty six verse yes. ten says, "Be still." And know that I am God. There's something about that posture. And I, I read a journalist wrote said, "I'm atheism." is the religion of the busy. You know, there's mm. something about mm-hmm. slowing down and being still that enables us to tune in to the God who whispers. So, and I think that's what your wife does beautifully every morning by just, yeah. you know, not, not, not reading the scriptures, meditating, like, like yeah. bringing them into her own body, letting them shape her neural pathways. That that makes you like that discipline of taking a bit of time to really focus on God each day enables you to live the whole of the rest of the day more attuned to His presence, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. Yeah. Wow. All right. So let's focus. We got on this book, and I'm sorry if we've gotten way off topic, but I think we've stayed on topic. Uh, uh, but the fine. topic is the book. So yeah. Um, and I've taken a lot of your time already. What? Please tell us about the book. What what will I find if I get this book? Because I think we've touched on a lot of this, but um, I want people to get the book. So what will they find when they get the book? This book, you know, the, the strap line, is, it's called How to Hear God. And then the strap line is A Simple Guide for Normal People. And people always respond mm-hmm. to me on social media going, they either go, that sounds great. And others go, I'm not normal. And then they do lots of emojis. But... Honestly, what I wanted to do is to talk to normal people who are not like super spiritual mystics and yeah. just make it simple. But it treats you like you've got a brain. So, so I look at you know the great church traditions. I look at psychology. I look at culture. And then most of all, I look at this Emmaus Road story. And what the book will do for you is it will genuinely help you learn to hear the voice of God better. At the end... You will be hearing God better. You'll have a better grid for knowing when's it God, when's it bad chili, you know, (laughs) when's it the other guy. Um, You'll be more open to the prophetic and and to God speaking to you through dreams. That was one of the ones that really took me by surprise, researching this book, just how much God speaks in dreams. It's crazy. And I thought anything you can do while you're asleep, that's got to be good. Uh, and, and so this book will help you. It will also help you process some of the times where you've needed God to speak and you feel like he hasn't, which I think is often an experience people have processed. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, you know, it's a follow-up. I wrote a book called How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People, mm-hmm. which turned into a bestseller. And um, that, that one seems to have helped a lot of people in their prayer life. And then I realized, well, we'd better address the other side of the coin, not just how do we talk to God, but 
How do we listen to God? And one of the really fun things in there, Aaron, is that I, I, I trace like some of the greatest people who've ever lived, from Sojourner Truth to you know Abraham Lincoln, who who who, who clearly heard the voice of God. And so where contemporary culture will sometimes try and say anyone who claims to hear the voice of God is wacko, you know, that's just not the case. In fact, the most sane, some of the most honored and certainly the most influential people who've ever lived have considered it normative to hear the voice of God. And, I, and I'm excited by that because I don't know about you, I need the voice of God. I need his guidance. I need his assurance. I sometimes need him to tell me to sort myself out. Yeah, I need his yeah. word in my life. Let me let me give you one cute little story. I, when you're talking about your your daughter's little turtle, I, it reminds <laughs> me of this, you know. And it's kind of wraps together a lot of threads of what what we've been talking about. This is like the the mo- kind of the most embarrassing time God ever spoke to me, and yet it was one of the most dramatic. I was walking down the street, and clear as anything, I heard God said. I don't think it was an audible voice, but it was so strong. I just knew that I knew that he had spoken. Okay, it was out of the blue. I heard God say, look at that tree. And it was so strong. I stopped and I stared at this tree thinking, this is my moment. I, I, this is my burning bush moment. Or I don't know, it's going to fall over and I'm going to save someone. Like a thing is about to happen. My heart is beating. But literally, Aaron, nothing happened. I stared at this tree for an embarrassingly long period of time with zero happening as people walked past thinking I was having some kind of episode, you know? So eventually, figuring God gets a little busy with events in the Middle East and all that stuff, you know, thinking, well, maybe he got distracted. Like, I said, okay, God, I'm looking at the tree. Why? What happens now? And I I sensed him say this. I sensed God say, why do you get so intense all the time? I just thought it was a good tree. Mm. <laughs> so, so I'm like, is that it? And he's like, yeah. yeah. And so I said to him, okay, good job on the tree, Lord. He said, thank you very much. Here's the deal. In the Garden of Eden, what did Adam and Eve talk to God about? Because all we talk to God about is problems, right? But, yeah. but, but, yeah. but they yeah. didn't have, have any, so they must have been like, good tree. I'll call it a giraffe. How's the weather? Right. You know, and, and one day there'll be no more sin or sickness or suffering in the world, but there'll be you and God. So you better have something to have a conversation with him about. That's not, please mm-hmm. heal me. Please sort out my finances. Please let my great wow. you know, aunt get saved or whatever it is. Wow. So your, your prayer life is at its best, not when you're saying big things to God occasionally, but when you're talking to him continually about trivia. Like, isn't it cool this turtle can breathe underwater? Or, look at that tree. So, and if you learn to do that stuff, don't worry. He's more than able to get through to you when he wants to speak to you in dramatic ways through angels and dreams and visions and all that stuff. It's so exciting. To your point, God speaks to us all the time. Four seasons in Ohio, from snow to rain to... Uh, spring, you know, from from winter, summer, yeah. fall, we, we have four seasons where God speaks to yeah. us through the very nature that He yeah. created, and yet we're so distracted. And what's funny is I'll put yeah. a picture on Instagram of a tree and its beauty, and not recognize the very guy that made it happen. To your point, 
You know what I mean? I think we want this audible aha moment when the reality is there's an aha moment in front of us every day, every moment. God, you know, but again, it's it's for everyone to to recognize and realize. And so it sounds like this book is very helpful in doing so. Is that correct? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, what? I've written a load of books. This was the hardest to write I because I think it's the most complex mm-hmm. and the most important subject. Uh, and really, um, nothing matters more than learning to hear God. You yeah. don't want to live your life with that capacity that you never activate. It, 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 it would be the greatest tragedy of your life mm-hmm. to be walking on planet Earth able to hear the voice of its creator and never to learn to do that. And in this book, I wanted to just try and help people, normal, busy people with all the hurts and pains and questions that we all have. How do we really hear the voice of God for ourselves? And and, and I, I honestly think this book is going to help. So, uh, it, you know, it's available now and, and go Good. get it. All right. So, uh, and you and I, I think, could talk forever. I really do. Uh, I actually want to get on a plane and come visit you because I've never been where you are on the other side of the pond. Uh, that said, where can we find it? What, what's the links uh, for everyone listening to this? Where can we find this? Because I'm, I'm, I myself am going to go get it because I want to I wanna learn more about the very conversation we've had. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Yeah, just, you know, all, all good bookstores, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever you, wherever you get your books. It comes out March 1st in the U.S. March 1st? Okay. Uh, I'm going to be doing a, a, a book launch from Portland, Oregon uh, at the end of this month. And um, if, you, if you just, I don't know, follow me on Insta, just Pete Gregg, that's G-R-E-I-G, Pete Gregg, you'll get all the details from there. But the book's called How to Hear God, A Simple Guide for Normal People, published by Zondervan, and um, I hope it helps. Well, I'll have all the links, as always, in this post. Uh, How to Hear God, A Simple Guide to, for Normal People, with my friend Pete Gregg. Uh, March 1st is the launch. Uh, yeah. We'll have the links. Um, do you have a website? Yeah, you know, the best one is to go to, I, I'm one of the leaders of an organization called 247prayer.com. That's 24-7prayer.com. We've been praying nonstop since uh, 1999, and we're in over half the nations on earth. Loads of resources to help you there. And we're going to be releasing a, a video course, free video course for churches and groups um, around this material, how to hear God, that'll be coming out later in the year, and uh, and we got a daily devotional that tens of thousands of people use. Again, it's free. It's called Lectio Three Six Five. So you can get all the details out there. So thanks so much for asking. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, my friend. This has been wonderful, and uh, I look forward to connecting with you again soon. And someday, if I'm ever across the pond, we will absolutely have to uh, to get together. You too. It's been great talking. Thanks for having me, Aaron. God bless you. Absolutely. We will talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.
When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything? He got injured celebrating a play, and it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs, and he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations.